0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, September 22nd edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host Cole Shelton to break down this weekend's UFC 253 card, as well as recap UFC on ESPN Plus 36, also known as UFC Vegas 11. we got some news to talk about, some fighters getting signed, some getting cut, a couple of fight announcements. We're going to go for one hour, and we'll take your questions along the way. So, first off, what's going on, Cole? How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. Doing well. Um, just, you know, been busy, obviously, with the grind of this and just watching a lot of other sports. I mean, a lot of these other sports are kind of in the final phase of their seasons, yeah. right? So it's kind of like... You know, from March to like, what, July, I guess, was like a dead period, right? But now it's just like everything's happening at once. So it's good for sports fans like us. Um, it's been pretty busy, but it's, uh, it's definitely good. But like I said, man, this card coming up this weekend, this is a good card. I mean, it's not, it's not the best paper we've ever seen. Definitely not the best of the year either, but it's a solid card. Two title fights. And then we have obviously have the one uh, from this past weekend to recap where we actually both did pretty good in our picks. Yeah. I got nine right, you got ten right. So I think we did pretty good on that. Call, called a couple dogs. dogs. Uh, let's get right into it, Cole. Let's just break down or recap this card, I should say. Start with the main event. Colby Covington defeats Tyron Woodley. Fifth round TKO due to a rib injury. Saw the x-rays of Woodley's rib injury. Uh, I mean, not the most exciting fight, obviously, Cole. Um, you know, Covington did what he had to do. It was good he got the stoppage, although obviously it was an injury. Still, still, it was a stoppage win. It's better than just the decision. You know, for Covington... This obviously is a fight he needed to win to keep in that top five, you know, top three, arguably of that division. So, for him, I'm thinking maybe Leon Edwards could be next, or Masvidal. It just depends what they want to do with Masvidal. I'd rather see the Masvidal fight call. Cool. You know, they seem intent on running the Nate Diaz fight back. I would almost feel like they'd ra- I'd rather see them do Nate Diaz Connor three. You know, it makes a little bit more sense in my opinion. I just don't see the point of doing that rematch. We saw that fight last year; it wasn't even really competitive. To me, I'd rather see Mazdal Covington get that that fight or, or Edwards Cummington. Um, And then also, I guess you have Steven Thompson in that mix, kind of. He's a little bit outside the picture there, but that's pretty much the top five. Then you got, obviously, Burns and Usman. So you kind of mix and match with those guys, Cole. But what are you thinking for Colby next? What would you do if you had to uh, pick uh, his next fight? I think
1: it's really two options. I think it's either he waits to fight the winner of Usman, Burns, or he fights Mazdal. I have no interest in seeing the Diaz rematch. Even a lot of my friends that were over that night to watch that fight have I mean, even texted me when they found out, like, Diaz. They're like, why is this happening? Like, the first fight wasn't close. So I don't even think it's going to be that big of a fight. Because, like, a lot of my friends are casual friends. I can only tell if the fight's going to be big just by them texting me, like, oh, can we watch that that house?" And they're already doing that for this Saturday. They're it, like, two weeks ago when it costed sound Like, they're really excited for this fight. But Diaz, Maswell too, like, none of them – we're excited for it. They're like, it's just gonna be the same result. Why would we watch that again? So I think you honestly pull the plug on that. Do Moslow Covington. Mazal Covington to me is honestly a bigger fight. It's you could even I think you could headline Pay Per View with that. Not have a non-title fight just because Mazal is a big star. Covington knows how to sell a fight. That would be a ton of trash talking, ton of good media out of them. Like if you had Diaz to Mazal two headline a Pay Per View, I like, don't see why you couldn't have. Mazelov Covington headline one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. As far as Woodley goes, now Dana White said he wants Woodley to retire. He's lost three straight fights. He's dropped 15 straight rounds. Cole It's not just he's losing his fights. He's getting shut out in the scorecards. And in this fight, he got finished and broke his rib. He's also 38 years old. Clearly not the same guy he once was. It's just kind of crazy how much he's declined in two years. It was just two years ago, Cole, where he tapped out Darren Till, and like I think it was the first round or second round.
1: And but- I picked Till in that one. At least was I look like an idiot.
0: Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I pick against Willie almost every fight. I have been for forever, and he's obviously he's he's beat me a few times when he knocked out Lawler and and that fight as well. But uh, for the most part, I pick against him. The Wonder Boy fights, like I'm always against this guy. I don't know. Like I like Willie. I think he's an okay fighter, but. There's just so many holes in his game, man. The biggest problem with Woodley is the lack of output, uh, Cole. It's just so frustrating to watch this guy. Like, if you're his fan, if you're a big fan of Woodley, you must be, like, ripping your hair or watching this guy fight because he doesn't throw enough strikes. This fight, he was a little bit more aggressive, I think, than maybe the last two fights, but still, Cole, he got dominated in the wrestling, got dominated in the striking. I don't think he should retire because I'll tell you why. He lost to three of the top five guys in the world. So, to me, yes, there's three losses there, but – It doesn't mean he's done. Look at Damian Maya. Damian Maya also lost to three of the top five guys in the world, Cole, like two years ago. And then he won a couple fights. He beat Asper, he beat Lyman Good. So just give Woodley a guy in the bottom half of the top 15 next and see how he does against him. If he gets destroyed, then he's done. But if he wins, then, you know, he's not done. Now, the one interesting fight for Woodley, Kamzat Chumayev. I'd almost rather see him fight Woodley than Maya. I don't want to see the Maya fight. Maya fight is completely pointless. Maya is 42 years old, Cole. I know you've kind of talked to his camp. I don't know how much interest there is right now. Like, if he's going to retire after one more fight, I'd rather see Maya fight Diego Sanchez, Don Cerrone, a legend, right? A legends fight. I don't want to see him fight a guy like Camzai. He's going to probably knock him out in the first round. Woodley is kind of more interesting fight. Woodley is pretty durable. I know, obviously, he got finished in this fight, Cole, but. He's pretty durable. The problem, obviously, is his injury He's going to be up for a while. I don't know what they're going to do with Cam's that though. It seems like they want to turn around quickly. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second here. I don't want to go into him uh, before the co-main event. Let's do the co-main event first, Cole. Uh, Don Cerrone and Nico Price fight to a draw. I had a draw. I think the draw is 100% the right score. 9-9 yeah. nine, nine first round. It was 10-9 Price, but the eye poke, which I think was a great call by the ref, by the way. He had, I think, two straight eye pokes that really hurt Cerrone, and... Damaged his vision, so they took a point, which I'm fine with. I think it was Jason Herzog. Second round, Nico Price. Third round, Cerrone. I think it was one of the easiest fights to score. I don't get it. I, I don't understand how one judge had it for Cerrone. And not only that, but there was actually, like, I'm looking online, and there were some people that I kind of respect their opinion. They were like, oh, Cerrone won the last two rounds. No, no way. Nico Price won the first two rounds. He got a point deducted. Like it was a draw. That's how I thought it was. What do you think?
1: I thought it was yeah, right in the fight. End and I'm like, man, I should have bet this fight to do a draw. <laughs> like anytime a draw is like plus like 7,000 plus. And some of my friends, when we're watching pay-per-views, they're just pick a random fight, throw 10 bucks on a draw. I'm like, oh, you should have done it on this one. You could have made some good money. But yeah. man, I thought 2028 20, was the easiest scorecard of the night. Like just see yeah. you know I was, I think there was no debate. When I heard twenty I'm like, I I didn't really see Cerrone. I thought if you give 29-27, it was probably yeah. Yeah. Price.
0: Yeah. And the stats back it up, too. You know, they 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 show that Price won the first two rounds. But either way, it was a draw. Um, but the problem is Cerrone, man, took a lot of damage. Once again, Cole, that first round I messaged you, Cole, I'm like, is this guy not going to move his head once? Like, he didn't move his head at all. He's just sitting there getting teed off on my Price, who landed, like, well over 100 strikes. He also took a lot of damage, too. Nico Price, I like Nico Price, Cole. He fights really dumb, though. Like, he takes a lot of damage. Doesn't really have a fight IQ game plan when he goes in. He just kind of, you know, swings to the fences. Cerrone's kind of getting like that, too. Dana White says he wants Cerrone to retire. You think he's done or you think he fights again, Cole? He is winless in his last five. This wasn't a loss. It was almost a loss. What do you think, Cole? You think he's done or you think he fights once again? Um,
1: I think he's gonna fight one more. I think they're gonna run back this price rematch. It seems like both guys want it. I think you just do that. Maybe if you give cowboy like a Woodley and see what Woodley's like, like maybe I don't really know what you do with Cowboy. You spot all the guys. I think both guys seem like they want the price rematch. I think that's probably what they're gonna do if they fight again. But I can't see Dana White telling Cowboy to retire, because I think Especially on a draw, I think they're gonna let him go. See if win or loss, maybe let's say one more. Just don't end on a draw.
0: I don't think he retires either, man. I think he's gonna fight at least one more time. To be honest, I think Swan probably fight a few more times. I don't think he's even close to being done. I know he looked terrible in this fight, like, and I would like to see him maybe hang up the gloves, soon, Cole. I just he's one of these guys that will like he'll have to like be dead to retire. He doesn't want to hang him up, so we'll see what happens. They could do the rematch. Woodley's another interesting call call. I mean, both guys on the kids. Again, you look at Cerrone's losses. They were really the top guys. This fight obviously is a draw, but it could have been a loss. Um we'll just see we'll see what they do with him, but I think he fights again for sure. I mean, again, you could do a fight like you could do like uh a Damian Maya too. That'd be an interesting fight for both guys, honestly. Like that'd be a good fight. Both guys with good submission games and Cerrone would have the striking. Let's get some comments here. Kenjiro says you took Holland during Hamzat, Colby, Parlay. He had Damon Jackson. I saw
1: quite a few people that I follow that they're like handicappers have that exact same Parlay. I think that was just a popular, everyone was pretty confident in all of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Kevin Scott, Morning Fellows, I think ESPN, UFC ESPN deal, he remained speed title fights, introduction of uh, BMF title. You had Connor Cowboy, so Mm -hmm. you don't need title fights. Well, I guess Connor's the exception, but yeah, I don't think so either. If it's a big fight, like, if Nick, when Nick Diaz comes back, if he comes back, he'll probably have him on card, and I don't think it'll be for a title. Kentrio, okay, sure. Woodley shows you what you can lose by hanging out with Snoop Dogg and staying on lounges. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know what happened to him, man. He just lost his aggressiveness. Like, I don't think he's completely shot, to be honest with you. Like, he looks in physically amazing shape. It's just like he's having a hard time the really trigger. I think it's, he's kind of one of these guys that might need a sports psychiatrist or a psychologist, cool. You know, that could probably help him out a lot. I don't know if he uses one already, but could probably use it. Chris Walker, y'all really going to do that to Woodley? I mean, at this point, Woodley's a gatekeeper, man. You know, that's how the UFC's going to use him. They'd be smart to use him like that. He's on his way out. You know, yeah. it's, why would you give him a guy that he can beat? At this point, you probably want him to fight Kamzat so Kamzat can get a win. Because right now, okay, Kamzat is really good. We all know that. he's We're talking about in a second here. He's really good, but he hasn't really beat a ranked guy. If he beats Woodley, I mean, at that point, you could probably give him a title shot, to be honest with you. Ken Shiro says, uh, Maya… <laughs> He shipped him a big box of steroids for his retirement fight against Kamza. Yeah, he's he'll need it. I mean, I, again, I don't know if that fight's going to happen. I just don't see Maya's team being interested in it, but we'll see. Kenshiro says, uh, oh, that's, uh, he's talking about the price fight. He said he liked the draw there. Come on. No one picks a draw. Kevin Scott, Colby's recent wins are all better on paper than they were in reality. Stungun, Maya, RDA, Waller, Woodley, all well past their me By the time Colby got them. I'm not saying you're wrong, Kevin, because I actually agree with you there. But the thing is, like, at some point, someone has to fight someone. You know, it's unfortunate this fight didn't happen two years ago. But, you know, at some point, father time's going to hit us all. So it's easy to look back at guys' careers. And, like, you can do the same thing with, guys, like, legends like Chuck Liddell and Shogun and guys like that. You look back at their careers, you're like, oh, this guy wasn't that good. But at the time, they beat them. I mean, it's different, right? So I know what you're saying, I mean, Kevin, but.
1: I don't think really any of them were. Like Maya just fought for the belt and was on a big winning streak. Like he had what? I think it's
0: a little easier to look back at it afterwards, you know. Like and fight, it was
1: RDA. A- by the time Kevin fought RDA, RDA was undefeated at welterweight. Like coming off a win over Robbie Lawler. Like I, I, I agree. Woodley and Lawler were obviously past their prime, but I think Maya and RDA were still competitive, still top five
0: guys. Yeah, and he says he fought one guy and wins two guys. Drop broken. I don't think you're a Colby uh, fan, eh, Kevin? <laughs> By the way, and I know like people don't like Colby, that's fine. But that Trump thing was pretty cool, Col. The thing you sent me, uh, yeah, that's super cool, man. Honestly, like who gets a call from the president and Donald Trump was like blushing over the phone. You could tell he, him and Colby, they got a man crush on each other. It was pretty yeah. cool, man. Honestly, they do call. They're like, I'm a fan of you, and you're a fan of me. <laughs> it was so funny to watch. I've never seen Colby that happened. It was cool, you know. I'm not even a political guy by any means, but I thought it was cool. Daniel Edwards, hey, tell Daniel? Bet Woodley heads the fight not to go distance, as I knew you would probably lose. That was smart. I thought it was going to go to decision. Look like it was, but broken rib. And Colby dominated that fight. Let's move on to the next fight. Kamzat against Gerald. 17-second knockout. Just walked it over. Octagon, walked right across, and knocked him out. Now, Gerald, he, his hands was like this. He had a wide open spot. Anyone that would have seen that would have knocked him out. It was really bad striking defense. Having said that, it was a perfect punch, and the fact he knocked him out cold was insane. Like, referee Mark Smith jumped in there right away, Like, it wasn't even one of those fights where the guy gets dropped, and the other guy has to, like, rain down strikes to get a TKO. This was a clean one-punch knockout. You don't see it that often. Super impressive. I mean, we've talked about this guy a lot the last few months, and I think everyone knows that me and Cole both are really high on this guy. But we want to see him fight someone decent. Gerald Nearshart's a guy I respect a lot. The fact he knocked him out in 17 seconds shows he's, he's the real deal, man. Now, what do you do with him next? Obviously, the my fight is whatever everyone's talking about. But Dana White said, now they're considering another fight in the meantime. They might give him another fight coming up soon. I saw Marcus Price called him out. I don't think he'll take that fight call. He could because it's probably an easy paycheck. He's probably going to get a rank guy, I think, next. I don't know if it's going to be at 185 or 170. But uh, I – I will predict – I mean, I've already predicted it. This guy will be a champion one day. I just don't know what weight class it's going to be in, but clearly he's an amazing fighter and an amazing talent. It's just so nuts, Cole, because three months ago, he was on no one's radar. He was on no one's radar. I really hadn't even heard of him until the fight week that week, and I looked at his tape, and I was like, holy crap, this guy's insane. Like, there's one where he's choking the guy with the very naked choke. Remember, Cole, and he spits the mouth guard out? It was yeah. so nuts. And I said it to you. I'm like, Cole, this guy's nuts. Like, who is this guy? And then all of a sudden, you know, he's the biggest star in the sport. So – I'm super high on this guy. Uh, I really like him. Cole, give me your thoughts on this matchup, man. Cause I know when as soon as the knock happened, happen, you you mess with me way away and you're like, holy shit.
1: I don't care to see Maya fight at all. I was yeah. even from the beginning, I didn't want to see it. Like Maya's got one, two fights left. Why is he fighting this guy? Like he should be like he's made it clear he wants Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez wants him. Even if Diego Sanchez loses on Saturday against Jake Matthews, I still would rather see Maya versus Diego Sanchez. Like because Sunday night fight like Sanchez is not a guy that gets submitted. like Michael Chiesa couldn't submit him. Let's see if Damian Maya can. Like it, it's I don't want to see cuz if Gilbert Burns knocked out mm-hmm. Shemayev in the first round chance or knocked out Maia in the first round chance or Shemayev's going to knock out Maya in the first round. Oh, like
0: I, I agree completely. Yeah, I mean I, the fact that I have Gilbert called and the way he not, got knocked out was so brutal. We're going to say
1: Well, I think I don't know. I might be in a minority of this, but if Shemaya goes to Walter eight, I would like to see him versus 10th-ranked Vicente Luque.
0: a could fight. I feel like Luque probably should get someone ranked in top 10 himself. I think he deserves it. But I think he would be the guy to take that fight. Now, the other guy I'm thinking about at 170, and Kenshiro says him right here, Neil Magny. That's the guy I'm thinking about because Magny fights everyone. And Magny, cool. I think he has uh, second-most wins, right, in welterweight history. Yep. Perfect test. And he's a great fighter, too, coming off a nice win. That'd be a super legitimate win, too. It's kind of nuts seeing this guy bounce back and forth. Like, I know Dana White says it's fun. I don't know about that, call. Like, I'd like to see him kind of pick a weight class. If he can make 170, why not go there and be a little bit bigger? But even at middleweight, he's big. Like I said, going into this fight, you look at the stats. He matched up size-wise with Gerald really well, like, as far as reach and height goes. So he's a big dude, man. I'm super pumped with this guy, though. Like, he's, he's great. But again, I'd like to see him fight um someone a little bit better than gerald i mean gerald's good but he's not top 15 guys just outside the top 15. the other guy is kevin holland i think holland would be a great fight to yeah him. coming off a win on this card uh kevin scott says you are correct i'm not a kobe fan i think everything about him is extremely boring that's totally fair i think you're you're with a lot of people on that one and yeah. now he's calling out lebron james which is just nuts lebron james talking about kobe can you believe that call crazy eh all right let's get through the rest of this card quick Johnny Walker knocks out Ryan Spann first round. Crazy fight, Cole. He needed this win. Now Johnny's talking about possibly Anthony Smith in his next fight. What do you think about his performance in this fight? It was a pretty wild fight for as long as it lasted.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy fight. I don't really know why Ryan Spann was shooting on Johnny Walker. If you watch uh, Ryan Spann's first contender series fights, that's exactly how he lost. He just never gave up on the takedown. He just got elbowed out. The exact, literally, it's an identical. So, it's like he never even learned for that one, and He dropped Walker twice on the feet. So you're already knowing you're the more powerful striker. Your strikes are hurting him more than they're hurting you. So why not keep it standing? And he probably would have knocked him out. Like, I don't know why he was so persistent on just getting a takedown.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I picked him. Bad game plan by him, I think. But uh, he did drop Johnny in the first, like, in the opening minutes. But again, Cole, you're right. He went for that takedown. And I think it was the Carl Roberson fight, if I'm not mistaken, and and tough. Or in Contender Series. Was it Roberson? Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah, he just elbowed against the cage a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I like Ryan's fan, but clearly, man, he's got some goals in his game. Good for Johnny, though. I like the guy. Next up, Mackenzie Dern defeats Rainer Marcos. Submission in the first round. Marcos was tough, man. I thought she was actually going to get out of that for a second. But, yeah, eventually, Dern did what she does. She gets the submission call. I'm super high on her. I love her, man. I think she's great. She's a superstar in the making, I believe. Uh, You know, like Dana said, ever since she had her kid and came back, she's been even better. Uh, the Rebus fight novel was staying. That was kind of, a, a, in a looking back, kind of a tough match, Rebus is really good. Uh, since then, back-to-back wins here over Marcos and uh, Cipher. Cyphers, I mean, being hurt isn't much, but Marcos is extremely durable and tough. Getting finished like that, that's impressive. So, I like Mackenzie a well, lot. I got a question from Kevin about Mackenzie Dern. Bloody Elbow tweeted the question, who wins between Ronda and Dern? I know Dern's BJJ is insane. Isn't she too small? I mean, yeah, You can't even really think about it too much because first off, Ronda's retired. Second off, she's a bantamweight. Dern's a weight, But pure jujitsu, it's interesting. I think Dern is one of the best we've ever seen, Cole. Like, she's incredible. What's your thoughts on Mackenzie Dern, man? I, I believe she could be in title contention within the next year or so.
1: I just don't get random, Marcus. Why did you follow Mackenzie Dern down to the ground? Like, Just stand up. You're not winning a jujitsu jitsu match with Mackenzie Dern. It was just stupid game plan or stupid IQ from yeah. Marcos, but. It's obviously a good win for Kendi Dern. The UFC's high on her. She's going to get a top, like, 8, top 10 person next,
0: probably. Yep. Yeah, I think so, too, Cole. Let me just pull the rankings up quickly. Kendy Dern, let's take a look at her. She's ranked number, I think she was 15. Rankings will change a bit. She's 15, so, I mean, looking above her, Angela Hill's number 13. That'd be a good fight. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight yeah. coming off a loss. The other one, Tisha Torres, number 11. That'd be a good fight, too, coming off a win over Brianna Van Burn. That'd be a good fight. Marcus says, with Ali book? Hey, Marcus, how's it going?" Uh, he says, with Ali book? Kamzad versus Luke. I think uh, I like Kamzad versus Perry pre-fight promo be crazy. That'd be a good fight too. Uh, I'd want to see this guy fight anyone, anyway, man. I mean, it's fun to watch this guy fight. Can't no one wants to fight Jeff Neal. Will t- Jeff take the Kamzad fight to get more traction? He won't. And he's. I think he's still recovering from his illness. Yeah. I feel bad for Jeff Neal, dude. He had that win over Mike Perry last December. Cole hasn't fought since then." It's crazy. Like it, at that point, it's had so much momentum. The poor guy. I feel bad for him. Kevin Scott says, During Carolina next. I think Carolina's lost four straight fights, right? Let me take a look. Is she even ranked? No, she's not even in the rankings. Yeah, really? I, don't, I don't know, Kevin. I think at this point, she's she's someone who could retire. She had a really bad eye injury, if I'm not mistaken, the last fight. We're gonna stay Cole?
1: I didn't even know if Carolina was still in the UFC.
0: Right no, she's lost four straight fights. She might have. That doesn't say she's been released." She might still be on the roster, but I mean, you could do that fight. I have a feeling they'll probably give her like they'll probably match her up against someone like um, uh, Carolina against someone like Pollyanna, Viana or whatever, like from a few weeks ago. Someone like that, like who's not ranked yet, but who could jump in there. That's what I'm thinking. Marcus says, uh, if I was managing William Edwards, I would target Zat since he has a hard time getting Topkin here and being Zat would help the stock go up. I don't know about that, Marcus. First off, Leon's ranked number three. He's ranked number yeah. three. At this point, though, I agree that he does need to fight. He hasn't fought since last July, Cole. And I know he had the fight with Woodley pulled out. I feel bad for him. It's crazy, right? That fight was supposed to happen in March. Edwards has not fought since then. I know there's some issues with travel restrictions and, and stuff like that. He needs to fight now. He needs to fight before this year is up. If he doesn't fight this year, it's a huge travesty, in my opinion. they got to get him a fight. How would he not have a fight booked yet? It's crazy to think because every press conference, they ask Dana Way, what's up with Leon Edwards? Oh, we're talking to him right now. He's been saying that for like three months, Cole. Get the guy a fight. He needs a fight. Colby, Steven Thompson, Mazudal, any of those guys make sense. Let's go through the rest of the card quick. Oh, sorry, I, I know I'm talking a lot here, but this was a good card, guys. It was, you know, there was a lot to talk about. So we'll get through the rest of it quick. Kevin Holland next up defeats uh Derek Stewart, good decision. I thought that was the right scorecard. I, I believe Cole also scored a 29 yeah. It was a close fight, though. Um David DeVork defeats Jordan Espinoza, United Decision. I can't remember if he closes a dog or not, but the odds were like a pick em all this guy's really good. He'll, he won't be a pickup in his next fight, Cole. I doubt it. After a 15-fight win streak, I think people will finally start to see how good this guy is. Uh, big upset here. Damon Jackson defeats Versad Vektych. The question is, not about Damon Jackson, but Versaad. Does he get caught after this? I'm pretty sure he will, right? Three-three losses, Cole? That's it?
1: I, I don't know what happened to this guy. Like People were talking about as the next champion, and I don't – man.
0: It's crazy, dude. Like, he just started losing. He got – that Darren Elkins fight destroyed his career. Ever since then, he's just been nothing. So, I don't know. Three straight losses, he might get another fight because there was obviously the short notice factor here. That's the thing. When short notice, it's not just for the guy stepping in. It's also for the guy who's fighting him because he has to prep for a different opponent. It was a different opponent than his last fight, but he, he got submitted, Cole, and that's not good. Next up, Myra Silva Silva defeats Mira Borello who once again, two straight fights, jumps into her opponent's guard and gets submitted with an hard bar, like your last fight, Cole, against uh, Courtney Casey. Next up, Jessica Rose-Clark, Sarah Alper, ends in controversy in the third round, the referee, Chris Taglioni, this guy, this ref is just, he's really bad. Um, you know, to be fair about this one, it, it was hard to see if it was illegal or illegal, call. I, I get that, but the fact the fight restarted is so bizarre to me. Either way, Rose oh, Carr gets the win. After a call, she goes on Twitter and said she has 17 bucks in her bank account. Now, that's not good. But at the same time, you know, people are saying, why aren't you better with your money and stuff like that? It's tough, man. You got to realize as a fighter, like, it's not just like you get your purse, but you have to pay your manager. You gotta pay taxes. Like there's and she's an Australian citizen, right? She probably pays even more taxes. Yeah. So it's it's brutal. I don't think she makes that much anyways. So you gotta have a little bit of capacity for someone like her who's out there putting on good fights. And I didn't think she would was a bonus call, but you know, I obviously it would have been good for her. I know you want to talk about this fight, goal. Derek Minner taps out your boy TJ Laramie in the first round. What kind of bad fight is this, call? What the hell is going on here with TJ Laramie? You do one thing your opponent's good at. You dive into his guillotine. What the heck?
1: I don't know what Laramie's coach would think. The entire game plan was just – the entire game plan if I was his coach was survive the first round, do not wrestle with this guy. In yeah. the first round, at least. Yeah. You can wrestle the – like, he almost got Grant Dawson with the guillotine the first round. Like, Grant Ta- – that was tight against Grant Dawson, Grant Dawson. Ta- why out of this fight is the first thing Laramie does is shoot? Like – and then he it got stubbed and he kept on shooting. It's like, why? Like uh, his whole game plan in this fight should have just been, let's survive. Even if we lose the first round, this guy gassed We can probably finish him in the second or third. I just, I don't know. He was a, he just messed up so many people's parlay. So probably.
0: And by the way, what's with this guy Derek Minner? Why is he spelling his name D A R R I C K? Who spells Derek that way? Come on, man. Come on, make it hard for us journalists. But seriously, if I was a UFC fighter, I think I'd fight like Derek Minner. I think I'd go in there for five minutes, goal. And if you don't get the finish, you just get finished in the second round. You just you lay down and get choked out or you get t- tko That's how I'd want to fight, too, because you're not paid by the minute. This guy is insane in the first round. You know, you can say what you want about his second and third rounds, but his first round, he's dangerous as heck, Cole. Next up, uh, another guy we both picked as a dog here, Randy Costa, with the brutal head kick knock on Jordan Newsom. Great finish. And then finally, Cole, Andre Ewell defeats Irwin Vera, and Tyson Nam defeats Jerome Rivera by knockout. Tyson Nam, got to get this guy some respect, Cole. Come on, man. Don't pick against him anymore. He's he's definitely good at age 36. Any thoughts on those last couple of fights before we get into the preview for the next card?
1: Man, Randy Costa looked good. I did not expect that to end that early. He head- told you. Yeah, I said knockout. I thought it was going to be in the second yeah. round, though. But, man, what a head kick
0: that was. It was great. He's underrated, man. He's a finisher. All righty. That's it. That's it for the pre, the uh, recap. Let's go to the preview now for UFC 253. We got 11 fights. Let's get right into it. Now, actually, it's actually 12 fights. because or no, no. It is 11 fights. Excuse me. All right. We'll start with the first fight of the night. Kadis Ibragimov against Danilo Marquez. Right now, Ibrahimov minus 165. Marquez plus 145. Who's your pick?
1: Can I fade both of them? I don't think either of them are good. Marquez is making his UFC debut after not fighting. When do you see the UFC sign a guy to make his UFC debut after not fighting for almost for almost three years? It's been over two and a half years. Because his last fight was in February of 2018. When do you and the thing is the guy is a middleweight moving up because Ibrahimov is uh he's been fighting at 205, so he's I think he's gonna be the bigger guy. I'm surprised on the UFC. Maybe the UFC sees something in them. I think this is a setup fight for Ibrahimov to get his first UFC win. I think they like this guy for whatever reason, and they just brought up this guy for Ibrahimov to win. I expect Ibrahimov to win. Does he finish the fight? I don't know, but I like Ibrahimov here, but no way you bet this fight at all.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I wish you could fade both guys. They both have a lot of holes in their game. Okay, so let's start with Caddis. Uh, he's only 25, so that's one thing that's going for him here. He's pretty young. He does have three fights in the UFC now. He has lost all three fights. The first fight against Dan Jung, he was doing okay, and then gets caught with a choke in the third round, happens. Second fight against Ed Herman, he got a uh, decision in that fight. It was a great fight, by the way. I love that fight. Um, looking back, now, I mean, Ed Herman's a good fighter, so it's not a terrible loss. But the last fight against Alizzi, a guy who hadn't fought in a while and was making his debut, gets KO'd brutally in the first round. Brutal, brutal knockout. And he's coming back two months later. That kind of worries me, cool. So three straight losses, hasn't won the UFC yet. That bothers me. Here's the thing. Marquez is arguably even worse. I watched tape on this guy. I'm not impressed at all. First off, he's 34 years old, so he's an older guy. And he hasn't fought in two years. And he's making his debut here on super short notice against a guy who already has fights in the UFC. I did watch the tape on this guy, and I wasn't impressed, man. The fight was against this Telez guy in Thunder fight, this uh, Brazilian promotion. He got brutally knocked out, looked really stiff on the feet. And even in his wins, he didn't look that great either. Like, the guys he's fighting were terrible. That's, I think, why he won. Like, I was showing coldest one guy last name. His name's Mark (laughs) Polomeno. (laughs) Look at this guy. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up here. I'm going to try pulling this up on the screen here. Share screen, Let's see if I can get this. Let's see if this works, does this work? Is that working? Yeah. Check out this guy Cole, 0-21. <laughs> and they call him bad boy, he's 0-21. Like look at this guy, he's all first round finishes against him, man, he's, he's not good. So that was his best win. So to me, this guy, I don't know, there's just a lot that I don't like about him. So the thing is, Ibrahimov is the guy that I just don't really like either. Gotta pick someone. I'm gonna pick Eber Green up just because he has experience in the UFC. He's not great though. Here's a good question here from Claudio, Adam and Cole. You guys actually profit gambling in UFC. I feel like it's difficult to turn a profit. It is, man. It's hard to turn a profit in any sports betting. Yep. I've been doing this for 10 years now. So I mean I, I have a somewhat of a system, I guess. You gotta really pick your spots, man. You gotta pick fights that are either underdogs or close to pick I don't re- recommend generally betting on juice because that's where you get screwed up. When a big favorite loses you can hurt your bankroll. So yes, I mean it's not like it's my full time job. That's why I'm a writer. That's what I'm good at, you know, but this is definitely something that I like to do on the side. It's fun. I've been doing it for a long time. All right. Next up got uh, Jeff Hughes against Juan Espino, your boy, making his return to the octagon. Right now we got Espino minus two eighty, Hughes plus two forty. Who's your pick? I
1: hate these odds for these fight. I don't know why they're so lopsided. We haven't seen Juan Espino in since November of 2018. It's so almost two years. I like Juan Espino in this fight. This is more of a fade on Jeff Hughes. I don't think Jeff Hughes is that good. And Juan Espino, if he's anything like he was on Tough, I think he should be able to finish Jeff Hughes. On Tough. he was really good. He was like, he uh, dropped Maurice Green and then submitted him in the first round. Submitted Justin Frazier, beat Ben Sasoli. Like, he looked good. And normally on Tough, you don't beat that good of guys. But Ben Sasoli and Maurice Green aren't bad with Or aren't, like... Morris Green was a top 15 guy earlier this or last year before he lost to Pavlovich. So I think Juan Espino can hurt Jeff Hughes, bring him down to the ground, choke him out. But there's no way I can lay that kind of money, minus 280 on a guy that hasn't fought in nearly two years.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, it's it's tough to bet on here because of the layoff, but I think Espino wins. I'm not impressed with Jeff Hughes. He doesn't look good in the UFC ball. Espino, I mean, he does have the layoff, but Cole – And he's 39, but cool. Honestly, he looked really good before that. So I'm hoping he's still the same guy. We'll see, though. It's a risky fight to bet on. But I think probably does get the fight to the ground finish as Jeff Hughes. That's kind of how I'm thinking. It's a headway fight. I don't see it going the full three rounds. Uh, Claudio is asking, can you give us a best bet? You know, I usually give out bets during the show. I'll I'll say guys that I think have good value. Like last week, I was like, go on Dvorak. He's a guy with a lot of value. So kind of just pay attention during, during the card here. I didn't really think about one specific guy. And usually I like to both at least two bets because if the first one loses, at least I like to have something that could, you know, salvage my knight. Although when you lose them both, that's not good. It happens though. All right, next up, we have a lighthead repo. William Knight against Alexa Khmer. Kamur minus 170, Knight plus 150. Who's your pick?
1: This fight, honestly, might have been one of the hardest for me to call. It's such a. I just don't know where either guy is really at. Like Alexa Kamur obviously already has the UFC experience. He beat Justin Ledett. I don't think he looked too impressed in that, but William Knight. He has some holes. Like, Cody Brundage, when he got him down to the ground, had a lot of success. You could have already held a couple more punches, probably you could have ground pounded him out. I'm going to go to Alexa Kammer here. I just like his size. Uh, like, he has a two-inch reach advantage. He just, he fights a, he's a main training partner, Steve Miocic, which obviously can only help you. And Knights obviously turn around quickly, so you have to wonder what, like, he's probably in good shape because he just fought, but... I don't know. This fight's such toss-up. Again, it's not a fight I'd particularly like to bet, just because it's a UFC newcomer versus guy that only has one UFC fight. I like Cameron. I think he can uh, just avoid that power hand of Knight in the first round. Just gasmote and probably get a maybe a late finish or probably a decision similar to what he did just in I
0: don't know. We'll see. I I think you're underselling Knight's gas tank a bit. He has a couple of three round finishes. So I, I think that he got a decent gas tank. He, there's only losses to uh, Nunchukwu. I mean, it's not a bad loss. You know, for me, this is a tough fight to call too, because I'm pretty high on both guys. Alexa Cameron, young, 24. He said trains with Stipe, got a lot of finishes, has that experience. Didn't love the dead fight by any means, but, you know, it was his first fight in the UFC. That was earlier this year. So it hasn't been an eight-month layoff, nine-month layoff, but it hasn't been like two years like, like that guy in the first fight. Um I, I'm definitely high on him, but I'm high on Knight, too, man. Uh, I like William Knight a lot. He's obviously a little bit older, age 32, but a late bloomer to MMA. He's only been fighting pro for two years now. He's looked great, man, and he's knocking everyone out. The last fight, obviously, he had a lot of adversity, but he came back and won, and that fight was only, like, three weeks ago, so he's fresh. I like William Knight Here's a dog, man. I like Knight. Give me him plus 150. I do think he probably wins his fight by knockout. That's how I'm looking at it, but... You know, it's going to be an interesting fight. I just think there's value order at plus 150 because I think it's a pick fight. So, I'll take the dog at plus 150. Next up, this fight. Okay, this is the fight I'm really looking forward to, Cole, because I was showing the tape on this guy last night. He's nuts. You got Shane Young against Ludovic Klein. And, you know, we got really close odds. Shane Young minus 130. Klein plus 110. Give me your pick.
1: I actually like uh, Ludovic Klein here. Just Shane Young's a guy that, he's, obviously, he's only lost UFC's Alexander Volkanovski, but his two wins are Austin and Rolando Dye. I don't think either of them are in the UFC hasn't fought since february 2019 he doesn't even really have that many good wins like i guess rodolfo marquez is all right but when he gets a big step up even on the Rachel scenes like an adrian rodriguez damian brown guan wong he loses his big step in the ufc was alexander volkanovski lost Klein's a guy that has a lot of finishing power i know he's taking this fight on relative short notice i actually don't like this matchup for young i was picking shane young against nate Landwehr. i just don't think is that good but This is a tough matchup. Klein's a lot of knock power. He has a good gas tank. He goes late into fights. He has fights that have gone into the fourth round. I like Klein. I think he can be the first guy to uh, finish Shane Young here. I think he can knock him out.
0: This is a great fight. Actually, this is my pick for sleeper fight of the night because I think this is going to be a stand-up war. Both these guys are really good fighters. Shane Young, I've been kind of underrating him in the UFC, but he's looked good. Two straight wins. And His outputs insane you look at his uh, strike stats it's, it, he lands over six strikes six significant strikes per minute His last two fights. He's landed over hundred strikes against his opponent So the guy is an absolute beast on the feet does have some holes obviously with his grappling as we saw in the Volkanovski fight But overall the guy's a really good fighter. Now, Here's the thing. I didn't know anything about Klein at all I'd never heard about this guy until like a couple days ago last day I'm looking at tape and type his name up on YouTube see a head kick knockout. I'm like, holy shit. Send to Cole. I'm like, holy shit. And I look back at his record. I'm like, whoa, he had two straight head kick knockouts. I watched the other head kick knockout. I'm like, holy shit. Then I look at his record and and realize during his recent history, he actually has three head kick knockouts, Cole. And I watched all three of them. The guy has an insane head kick. Go watch tape on this guy. Type him in. Ludovic Klein. Go to YouTube. Watch this guy's last couple fights. His head kick's insane. That last one, Cole, holy smokes. That poor guy. And... I like this guy, man. He's got a good gas tank. He's got good defensive wrestling, and he's got crazy knockout power. He has a lot of um, experience going later in the fights, too, Cole, which I like as well. I like Ludovic Klein here, man. I think he knocks Shane Young, too, Cole. So let me take a look at that. What's the odds on that? Ludovic Klein inside distance. Only plus plus ninety-five. Okay. The sports book. Okay. Obviously, the bookies watching the tape, too, because they can tell this guy's good. That's why the line's so close right now. Give me Ludovic Klein by knockout, Cole. That's my, one of my dog picks of the night. So... I think we both agree on that. Generally when Cole and me uh both agree and a dog were pretty good with our winning percentage. All right, next up we got a Walter Ray boat. Diego Sanchez against Jake Matthews. Biggest line of the night here, Cole. Jake Matthews minus 750. Diego Sanchez plus plus 525. I want you to talk about this fight in the line because last night you spent kind of an interesting uh load on the line Cole, and Diego's past couple lines. Now give me your thoughts on it, Cole.
1: It's just such a stupid line. Like, Jake Matthews is a bigger favorite than what Michael Chiesa was. If Michael Chiesa and Jake Matthews fought, Michael Chiesa is a, what, 4 to 1, 350 favorite? Like, it makes no sense. The thing is, though, but he's minus 750, but there is a line. I like Jake Matthews in this fight. I, I also have to go back and forth. I'm like, man, is this a weird Craig White, Mickey Gall thing where Diego Sanchez pulls Father time and beats Jake Matthews? I think Matthews can get it done. But a line I actually like is Fight Goes the Distance is minus 160, or Matthews by decision is minus 115. Diego Sanchez is a guy that doesn't get finished. Like Michael Chiesa couldn't finish him. Uh, like Matt Brown finished him, Alan Quinta. But since moving up, like he, he takes a lot of damage. Like Michelle Pereira lands some good shots and kept moving forward. Like at welterweight, it seems like his chin is a lot better. Jake Matthews is a guy that. Does not finish, guys. You look at his fights Emil Weber, decision. Rasta Makov, decision. He also got a submission over side. Lee Jingleg, decision. Boja and uh, Belichick, decision. Like all his fights in the UFC are decisions. So I think that's kind of a way, if you like this fight, Matthews by decision, minus 115, or Fight Goes, distance, minus 116, just in case Sanchez pulls off some Hail Mary. But I think that's kind of the way you have to look at betting this fight.
0: Yeah, you got to pick Matthews, I think, here. But the line's terrible. I would not bet on Jake Matthews at this price. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Diego was able to wrestle him. Like Maybe Jake wins the first round and then Diego wins the next two just by wrestling this guy, pushing his defense, making it dirty. Diego's got some wins in his last few fights that surprised me, too. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Jake Matthews, obviously, the biggest difference in this fight, Cole, is the age. As you know, Diego Sanchez right now, what is he, 38? 38, 38, and Jake's 25, if I'm not mistaken. 26 now. So Jake's been the guy who's, he was in the UFC – 19, he's been kind of being groomed for something like this. It feels like every time he fights a big-name opponent, he loses Cole, which does kind of worry me a little bit, but I still have to pick him here, just the age, like I said, and the size too. He should be a lot bigger in this fight, so give me uh, Jake Matthews. Does he get the finish Not that's the question? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe he was able to pop it out, Cole, I and mean, he's pretty durable, you know? He's never been submitted, I don't believe, either, which is why that my fight really makes sense, but yeah, I mean, maybe Jake takes him down, beats him out, TKO. I don't see him being submitted, but I'm looking at you know, Matthews by decision, minus 115. That's kind of how I'm looking at it, Cole. I, I think he probably grinds it out, just wins the decision. All right, next up, we got a lightweight boat. Brad Riddell against Alex Da Silva. I'm a little surprised by this match, Cole. I thought Riddell deserved a much higher-ranked opponent. Right now, we have Riddell minus 330. the so Silva plus 270. Who's your pick?
1: I'm going Brad Riddell. I just think Brad Riddell will be able to keep his fight standing on the feet. He's a much better striker than Alex. So Brad Riddell is actually the striking coach of City Kickboxing. So he's the striking coach of like an Adesanya, Volkanovski, Dan Hooker, Kai France. Like he's he's that kind of a striker where he's still in the UFC, he's still young, but he's their striking coach. Like I think Riddell is going to piece up to Silva. Will he get a finish? That's the big question. I don't know if he'll be able to knock out to Silva. Riddell doesn't seem like he hits that hard, like he wobbles guys, but. He's just so precise. He just picks them apart, and they have nothing for him. I just think Riddell's going to be able to outpoint to Silva. Maybe at a late finish, just like the, like the like all the damage just finally adds up, and he drops him and ground-pounds him out. But I think I like Riddell here, and I don't think he's a bad parlay piece if you want to put him with someone else on this card.
0: I'm with you on that. I, I like him a lot in this fight. I don't see how Silva Tilo wins. Silva just hasn't been impressive. He got tapped out by Yakovlev left two fights ago. That guy's like – I don't even think he's – he – Last fight against Vargas, that was over a year ago. He didn't win the fight, but not that impressive. You look at his wins, his, his resume, like his record's 21 and 2, so it's nice. But you look at the resume, the quality wins is pretty lackluster, in my opinion. Riddell's coming off a really good win over M- Mustafa, who's was a good fighter. And the Malarkey fight was one of the best fights of 2019. I know Malarkey's not like a household name, but that was a pretty tough fight. He also has a knock win over Ken and Song, who's doing pretty good in the UFC. So, I like Brad Riddell a lot. I'm with you, Cole. I mean, like I said earlier in the show, you got to be careful about just blindly parlaying juice. But in this case, I really don't see too much of a path to take to Silva. Give me Brad Riddell. question is, is he finished or you he can get a decision? I'm kind of feeling like he gets a finish in this fight, Cole. Give me Brad Riddell. I think he probably knocks this guy out. Next up, Hakimi Diwado against Tiberi Tagugov. Another really close fight here, according to Odds. Tagugov, minus 115. Diwado, minus 105. Who's your pick?
1: Man, this fight has gone back and forth so much because I... To be honest, I'm not high on either guy. I know everyone considers them prospects. I don't really think either of them are that good. Duato hasn't really impressed me watching the UFC. Like he's on a four fight losing, uh, winning streak. But Kyle Baca at 231, I was there. He didn't look that good. And then he said oh, it was some shoulder thing. And then Julio Arce, he got a split, barely beat him out at UFC 244. His only finish win was against uh, Yoshinari Horu, which was kind of a setup fight for him to look good. Like all of his wins, I honestly don't think. I Only think Arce is still in the UFC. Like, he's, he hasn't really beat that much level competition. Tukov, I'm just not high on at all. I just think, I know he got a big win over Kevin Aguilar last time out, with the draw against Lerone Murphy. He's someone that kind of gasses out. I think his cardio is kind of suspect. We're in that third round, he fades, and maybe Duato can finish Tukov, but I just think Tukov's grappling and striking will be the difference. Win the first two rounds, he'll probably lose the third. I see this fight go in the distance, Tukov, out know, 29-28, but the way Duato's fights go, maybe we will see another split.
0: I also feel like it goes the distance probably and the over is minus 215. Maybe you take a look at that, possibly if you're confident in it. I, I feel like it does go the distance, though. I know that uh, both guys can finish opponents, but I think stylistically this is a fight that seems destined to go the full 15. Should be a good fight, though. I think both guys obviously they like to stand and strike and I think that's what we'll see here. Tugov, he's coming off a nice win over Aguilar overall in the UFC I mean, he's looked okay. He's uh, four, one and one. Hasn't fought that much. He had a four-year layoff since coming back or three-year layoff, I should say. Coming back, uh, he's had one win and one draw, so it's nice to see him at least get back in there. Um, As far as the water goes, obviously had that loss to Henry's debut, which was really shocking since then, four straight wins. Only one finish, though, and a couple of those wins by split decision, which also kind of bothers me. Just the way he fights, he's in these close fights. But I still can't forget the guy he was in WSOF, too, with all those knockouts. So I think there's something inside this guy that we still haven't seen in the UFC yet. I hope we can see it. I don't know if this is the fight where we see it, but – I do like the water in this fight, Cole. I I think he's just a better striker. And I think the technique will be the difference. I think he's just gonna kinda outland Tugov and win the decision. But uh it's it's a close fight. there's a reason the odds are pick him. Next up, we've got Kaitlin Vieira against Jarre Eubanks, right now Vieira, 170, Eubanks plus 150, a way fight that Eubanks took on short notice. Who's your pick? I go with the underdog is Jaru
1: Banks. I have been fading Kellen Vieira. Ever like, well, I guess it was only a one fight fade, but everyone was picking her egg her against Irene Aldana. I don't even think she beat Katzen so I really think she's on two fight losing streak. Everyone was talking about how she's this, she's gonna be the one to beat Amanda. I don't think she's that good. Like if you look at who she's beat, she hasn't beaten... like she has a split over Kelly Fashels, a decision win over Ashley Smith, Smith, submission win over Sarah McMahon, a split over Katzen and a lot of people thought that won that fight that knocked her against Irene Aldana. I love that fight with Irene Donna, because Irene Donna was a big underdog. Took that because everyone was thinking is his next great thing. She was coming off a big layoff into that Aldana fight. She just didn't, never looked good. I know Eubank is someone I like to fade as well, but I just think Vieira's best path to victory is taking someone down and submitting her. I don't think she's going to take down the entire Eubanks. Eubanks is underrated wrestling, and on the feet, I think Eubanks is a better striker. I worry about Eubanks cardio a bit in that third round, but I also worry about Vieira's cardio because we've seen her kind of gas out. I think Eubanks is going to edge out this fight on decision, just be able to keep the fight standing and piece up Vieira. But I don't know; it's it's a tough fight to call because I'm not really too high in either of them.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that too. Uh, I don't think I bet on this fight. I do favor Vieira though; she's a lot bigger. I think that's the biggest difference for me. She's five eight. Eubanks five four. Eubanks a former flyweight. She's decently sized at band weight, but Vieira is like a big band weight. I was at the last fight with Daldana, and she actually looked okay in the first couple minutes of that fight. She did get caught with a punch, but she was actually okay in that fight. And then her wins are decent. I mean, Zagano and McMahon, those are decent wins. So I know she hasn't fought much lately, and she obviously has holes in her game, but I I overall think she's a better fighter. I mean, Eubanks, I still can't go over that loss called to Betch last year. I mean, to me, if Betch can beat her, I think... Anyone can really, so I I, I favor Viera here. I think she wins the decision, but it's not a fight really that I'm looking to bet on. We'll take a we'll take a look at the next fight now. Flyweight boat, Kai Cara France against Brandon Royval. This is a great fight. This is another sleeper fight of the night, in my opinion. Kai care France minus two thirty five. Brandon Royval plus one ninety five. To me, those odds are a little surprising. What's your thoughts? Cole? Yeah, I don't really like the odds.
1: I do like Kai care France to win this fight. I just don't. I think this fight's a lot closer with the odds because I think this should be like a minus 160 to a plus 120 something like that minus 170 plus 130 like around those lines i don't think kai kai france should be above two to one Roy Bell is someone that has really good jujitsu, has a really weird style to fight kai kai france though i just think he can stuff the takedowns keep this fight standing and just pick apart brent royvelle kai kai france is a much better striker it really comes down to can royvelle get him down to the ground so on the feet i don't think Royval really has anything kai france hasn't seen I just think Cara France is gonna be able to outpoint Brand Royale eventually and get a decision to win. I don't really see care. I think there's a finish. It's gonna be Royville tapping out Cara France. I can't see I know Care France had a lot of knocks to the regional scenes, but he just hasn't really shown that power in the UFC. Royville has a pretty good chin. I think Cara France is gonna be able to outpoint probably two rounds to one win a decision.
0: Yeah, this is a great fight. Like I said, it could win fight of the night. Um I'm pretty high on both guys, I gotta be honest. Kai Cara France has been a really good fighter, underrated for a while. UFC record, 4-1, one. the one loss to Moreno, super close fights. Overall, I mean, he's he's won uh, nine of his last ten fights, so he's on a hot streak right now. He's good, man. Good striking, good takedown defense. He's just a solid flyweight. He's like a legitimate top ten guy. I don't think he's a top five guy, but he's a top ten guy for sure. Having said that, Brandon Royville, there's a lot to like about this kid, man. First off, the fight with Tim Elliott, I picked him there as an underdog. That was a nice bet because Tim Elliott is a good fighter, but he has a lot of holes in his submission defense. And as soon as that fight hit the ground, Cole, it was a chess match that Royville eventually won. We saw how good his ground game is, Cole. His last three wins, Cole, by submission, he's got a really good ground game. other things to like about Royville. Five Royville. nine compared to five foot four for Kai kara France. 70-inch reach compared to 66-inch for kara France. So there's a lot of things to like about him in this fight. Not to mention the odds, plus 195. This is a pick and fight. I'm taking plus 195 on Brandon Royville, Cole. Give me a dog here, man. Give me Brandon Royville. I think he wins his fight. And I think he can get a submission. It, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, and wins a decision. But I, I like him at plus 195. I do think he wins his fight. I think the odds are a little whack, to be honest with you. I, I like Kara France, too. But the odds, Cole, should be a lot closer, like you said. All right. Co-main event. Dominic Reyes against Jan Blahovitz for the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Love this fight. Dominic Reyes, minus 275. Jan Blahovic plus 235, who wins the UFC library title.
1: Man, I don't get the, this is such a close fight than the odds. Like, Jan Blahovic gets no respect. Like, if you look, ever since he lost to Patrick Cummins, Devin Clark, underdog, won. Jared Cannonier underdog, won. Jimmy Manuel, underdog, won. Nikita Krylov underdog, won. Tiago Santos is a pick, or a slight underdog, he lost. Luke Rockhold, underdog, won. jacques Souza is the only time he's been favored in his past, I think, eight, nine fight. And then Corey Anderson was an underdog. This guy wins as an underdog. I don't know why people still aren't putting respect on him. Dominic Grace is a good fighter. I didn't think he beat John Jones. I'm probably the minority with that. I thought he lost 3-4-5. And he's someone I'm still not that too high on. I don't I don't think he beat Vulcan. It was near. I thought Vulcan. It was near beat him. If you look at his record, Chris Wyman, that was, Chris Wyman had no business being in that fight. Jared Kinnear is also a good win. Oven Peru, it says decision. I think he knocked him out. This is such a close fight, but I'm actually going to go with the underdog Jan Blachowicz. I think I think Reyes isn't, I think he's overlooking Jan too much. I think he's putting no respect on him. He just already thinks he's the champion. I don't really think he thinks Jan is that dangerous. I think Reyes is going to try to close this and come in, and Jan just going to meet him with that legendary Polish power of the left hook <laughs> and drop Dominic Reyes and knock him out. I think he finishes his race in the third or fourth round. Did
0: you interview him or no? You interviewed
1: him? Jan, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Polish power, right? You know what, Cole? I'm with you in that the odds team a little long to me. Jan needs more respect because, like Cole said, he's always an underdog, and he's been pulling it off. Now, I can see why he's the dog. He's obviously a lot older here, 37 years old compared to Reyes. He's only 30. Reyes also uh, is a little bit taller, too, which should help a bit. The reach is very similar. Um Reyes to most people is probably undefeated. The last fight of John Jones, I thought he won that fight. I've been super impressed with him in the UFC. He's been pretty much finishing everyone. Obviously, the, the Volcan fight was very competitive. Arguably lost that fight. But the Jones fight, I thought he won. And to beat John Jones is super impressive, in my opinion. And I, there's no reason for me to fade him. I, I think this guy is really good. I, I just I love watching him fight. Great striking. And he has a ground game too that we don't see. But Jon. The improvements this guy's made has been incredible. And it's it's been nice because I have picked him as a dog a couple times, times like against Luke Rockhold, knocked him out. He was a big underdog in that fight, Cole. So it's nice to get plus money on him. And uh, I think he'll be a popular underdog bet this weekend. And he absolutely can win this fight because Jan is a beast. And Jan is good everywhere. Jan has a good striking. Jan has good grappling. He might be the better grappler. He probably is actually Cole. So if the fight goes to the ground, I think I'd probably favor Jan. But I think it stays in the feet. And I just like races volume and his power a little bit more so give me reyes i think he wins the decision call i think it's going to go to full five it's going to be a great fight but i don't like the odds i don't like the minus 275 so to me it's probably dog or pass when it comes to the odds and i'm just looking at some comments here i will get the other comments i missed guys just give me a minute um but uh marcus says he likes dog money on yon and d8 d44 h99 <laughs> is a hilarious picture i agree with cole reyes has an ego underestimate yon he does have an ego but I think if you beat John Jones, you would probably have an eagle, though. I guess on paper he didn't. Either way, Cole, I can't wait for this fight. Great fight. All right, main event Cole, Israel Adesanya against Paul Acosta, UFC middleweight championship on the line. Israel Adesanya, minus 170, Paulo Costa 150. Who's your pick?
1: Man, I actually think I'm in the minority. I don't think this is going to be that close of a fight. I think Israel Adesanya just picks apart Paulo Costa for just the entire fight. I honestly think Adesanya's going to knock out Paulo Costa. That's even more of a take that a lot of people don't think. I think Costa probably has one round to knock out Adesanya, but Adesanya's footwork is so good. I think Costa going to throw those big bombs. Adesanya's not going to be there. Hits him with a left or a right, and then just, just really picks apart Paulo Costa. I also question Paulo Costa's gas tank. He looked a bit tired against Yolo Rero on three rounds. Can he go five? That's a big question. I think he's going to go for the knockout, probably gas himself out, and Adesanya's going to eventually knock him out in the fourth or fifth round
0: yeah i'm looking forward to this fight a lot i think your son cost a little short the guy's undefeated and he has looked incredible in the UFC I mean, look at his uh his wins the Romero fight was really impressive the way he just beat Romero i know Romero's an older guy but he just man he looked good in that fight and then the Hall win Johnny Hendricks, Bambuse, McClellan i mean those guys aren't great but the way he's finishing everyone's impressive um the guy obviously is a super strong dude he's got a good gas tank for a guy with that much muscle on his body it's pretty incredible and to be honest with you, I found the guy really entertaining too. So I, I like Paulo Costa, man. I think he's good. But I don't think you could pick against Israel Asanya. You can't. How can you pick against Izzy? Izzy is the man. Izzy is incredible. 19-0. And not only that, he's pretty much dominated everyone he's fought. Except for, I guess, Romero. I mean, that fight was pretty close. and Well, I guess for v- Vittorio too, it was close. But mostly Cole, I mean, he's been pretty dominant in his fights. Um, guy's incredible man. And he's a master of range. He's a master of distance. Here's the other thing: he's got a big reach advantage in this fight. 80 inch reach for Israel Asanya. He's also six foot four. Paul Acosta, six one, but only 72 inch reach. Eight inch reach advantage that will come into play. Paul Acosta can win this fight. I think he could knock with Izzy. Izzy hasn't KO'd in glory, so we have seen him get KO'd. But to me, Paul Costa doesn't win the first round. He wins this fight, Cole. My pick is Israel Asanya. I think he wins the decision. I think he grinds his fight out and, and outpoints Costa. Looking at the odds quote, I mean, I don't, okay, I do like him in this fight, but at the same time, what about this prop quote? Over two and a half rounds, minus one three. I'd almost write a better I man. actually didn't mention I think, that.
1: I don't think this fight ends early.
0: How is it two and a half? It shouldn't be set at three or four and a half. I'm surprised it said two and a half. So to me, there's value on that. I mean, there could be an early finish. So I could be wrong, but. I think Izzy wins a decision here, guys. And even if he doesn't, I don't think Costa puts him on it. It could be like a tough fight. Costa could land something early and then you know it could go a few rounds. But I think you know, two and a half rounds off that. Also, Izzy by decision is plus 334. That's another one to look at. We'll see. I don't think Costa's five, right? So it's interesting. We'll see. D8 D44H99. Costa's church on Instagram are hilarious. He's the man. He's hilarious on Instagram. You know, we don't really see undefeated guys fight each other for belts very often, so it's a pretty rare matchup in that case. I'm looking forward to it. Overall, I mean, it's a pretty good card. Like I said, not the best pay-per-view of the year. There's some better ones, but it's pretty solid. There's just a few other things I want to talk with you, Cole. A few pieces of news. we only got like five minutes left. Give me your thoughts on Michael Chandler's time in the OC. I wasn't able to get to it last week. Who do you think he fights in his debut? Right now he's set for a backup spot, which is really bizarre to me. I, I don't understand that at all. I think he should just be booked for a fight. Who do you think he's going to fight?
1: Um, You can really put him against anyone. It makes sense. Like, I – hopefully they do and Poirier. So hopefully yep. that yep. gets rid of them. Yep. <laughs> I don't really see this name being called that much, but I wouldn't mind seeing him versus Charles Oliveira.
0: I was thinking like, that too. It would be such a good fight, right? I
1: Like, the two names I have in mind is Charles Oliveira Paul Felder. Let's see where Chandler cool. is in the UFC.
0: I just feel like it's a little disrespectful. A guy from Bellator comes in and gets a number one contender spot over a guy like Poirier or Ferguson. It just, it it does bother me. And I'm a huge Michael Chandler fan. I love the guy. I've always been a fan of him, but it does kind of bother me. And for those guys, they must be really ticked off. I'm almost feeling like, because he got signed uh, to an offer sheet from Bellator and Bellator chose not to match it. I almost feel like they throw like through poison pills into that contract like this. Like Belter had to match the fact he could, he had to be a backup for a title fight. Like, there's stuff in contracts that are like that, that they or
1: pay per view money where Belter had nothing
0: exactly. So, there's stuff like that that for sure maybe came into play as well. We're not really aware about because how often, okay, hey, first off, how rare is it the guy gets signed and then they put him on the car right away? And how often they do it and say, Hey, he's the backup? It's just so bizarre. They never did that before. So, very strange, but I love the guy. And, and I think any of those fights make sense. A guy like Benil Darius would be a good fight, Dan Hooker's a good fight. The other guy I want to talk about quickly Colt Conor Gregor Dana White says he's got a plan for him. You think it's Nate Diaz? You think it's Rory Maswell? You think it's someone else? What do you think is going on with Conor? Do you think he'll fight again?
1: I think the plan is the winner of Habib Gaethje. They want this guy Ooh, in yeah. a title fight. Yeah, I don't think like – they're only talking about it now, a month before the lightweight title fight. Yeah. I think that Dana White – Want, McGregor can get any win over anyone and his next fight can be for the belt if he asks for it. And I think, especially if a, either of those matchups, Gaethje-McGregor is a massive fight because Gagey's not going to shoot on McGregor. That's yeah. just going to be a striking matchup, which is really interesting. Maybe we see McGregor get knocked out. Maybe we see McGregor knock out Gaethje. If he fights Habib again, Habib-Connor too is probably the biggest fight they can do in this sport. So
0: yeah.
1: I think that's kind of what
0: Dana White's hinting at. And Connor is coming off the win over Cerrone, so he is coming off a win. They could justify it like that. Uh, quickly, Cole, we don't have much time left. We have, like, less than two minutes here. John Dodson got released by the UFC, and Frank Mirra signed with Bare Knuckle Fight Championship. What are your thoughts on both those?
1: <laughs> I don't get either of them. John Dodson said he wanted to go down to flyweight. He's a big name. Why not let him go down to flyweight? If he lost one at flyweight, sure, then he can caught him, but I guess he's probably making too much money for what he's bringing in, and the UFC has so many contenders for these guys, but Frank Mir, Bare Knuckle, like, I don't actually have any words for it. I
0: I laughed when I saw the headline. I was like, really like, good for them. They're signing these big names, but come on. This I saw someone say like Barry Knuckles turning to the new Bellator. Kind of is like when Bellator a couple years ago. They're a little different now about it, but a few years ago, remember? Cole, they signed every guy the UFC cut. Like
1: any like, guy there, you can't be you signed with Bellator a couple years ago. You had to be
0: over forty and yeah. be like a ten fight UFC veteran. Stefan Bonner, Tito Ortiz, Chael Sonnen, yeah, Frank Mir, Rory Nelson, all these guys, yeah, Chia Congo. I mean, there's so many of them. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, John Dodson, uh, let's be honest, Cole, he's kind of a boring fighter. But he still, like, was a top 15 guy. So you're letting go of a top 15 guy. I think he probably does go to Bellator. I think that makes sense. They do a lot of uh, events in – uh where's he train? Mex- New Mexico is pretty close to California. Uh, they'll probably start doing them next year. I don't know if he fights during the pandemic. We'll see. All right, that's it as far as those. I got really quick, Cole. You have like maybe 10 seconds on each fight. John Vellante, Jay Collier, and Alice Bang. It's Jared Gooden. Two thoughts on these?
1: Can, I am judging Collier Vellante. I'm going to pick whoever has the less belly on that one, <laughs> whoever shows in better shape out of those two. And Jared Gooden, Alan Joe ban. It's a pretty good
0: fight. I, I don't know who I'm picking yet. Yeah, that's a really close one. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Sorry guys. Uh it's like two guys that uh are like almost me fans. Um you still there Cole? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Guys, that's it for today's podcast. All right, that's it for today's podcast. Plug yourself, Cole.
1: Yeah, the show's already out, so it's Jan Bohovich, Kai Care France. I got Sajari Ubacks before she went to fight on them. Might have been the only person to talk to her because that was quick turnaround to get into our flight, and then Brandon Roy Stories with all them fighter picks for the title fights. And I'll just talk to Juan Espino, which should be up today as well.
0: Sorry, guys, for the technical difficulties right in the last seconds of the podcast. But uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMA Martin. Available at uh, M.A.Ozberger.com, BJPen.com, rings.net Definitely subscribe to the podcast. And really quick, I see Marcus is asking, do you know why Yan and Sterling hasn't been signed? I have no idea, man. They'll probably get that fight hopefully before the end of the year. Uh Guys, really appreciate everyone tuning in and watching the show. Cole, once again, thanks for joining me to be a good card this week. I'll be back uh, on Thursday at 10 a.m. to talk about the next card. Uh, Bye, guys.